ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Welcome to the No Higher Calling podcast. This is bonus episode number two, as I am just spending this week talking to you guys about homeschooling. So in the first episode um, this week, Simeon joined me as we talked about why we homeschool, why the Lord led us to the decision of homeschooling our kids. Then the next episode, I talked about how do you choose a homeschooling curriculum out of the hundreds of curriculum out there? How do you narrow it down to the one that you feel like is God's best choice for your children as you seek to educate them, um, to give them a worldview that is so infused with Christ that they just want to serve him and follow him and um, give them their life and fulfill the purpose that he has for them as they learn more about him and see him revealed through his creation and through um, just the different subjects that we learn, seeing his creation in numbers, in words, in science, in history, and all those um, things that you learn during your school years. So this episode, I am going to talk about the homeschooling curriculum that we are currently using. So we are using using gather round homeschool and it is amazing like so amazing we are loving this curriculum I said it in the last episode um mentally I can't see us changing to something else um but we just I I love everything that I have seen with gather round I have spent much time researching homeschool curriculum homeschooling methods Um, praying and talking with Simeon about what we are looking for as we educate our kids. What do we think um, God wants for our home as we home educate our kids? What do we see in the scripture as God guides our hearts? And it has led us all the way to Gather Around Homeschool. Um, So Gather Around Homeschool is a very new curriculum. Um, And had I learned about it sooner... Maybe uh, we would have started off with that. I shared in the last episode, we started off with Master Books with Eden for K4. I really liked Master Books. I, I did, and I would totally recommend it. Um, you know, I, I don't regret using that at all. It's a wonderful curriculum, and I know that's what God had for us at the time. It was kind of a stepping stone in the process of God bringing us to where we are now. Um But a couple things, it was actually through some Masterbook moms that I found out about Gather Round. And at the time, I think Gather Round was only like a year old. And there were just several things about Gather Round at the time when we decided to make the switch for Eden's kindergarten year that better fit our family. Um, It's digital, so we can easily print it in Australia instead of having to worry about shipping the books. Um, It's unit study-based, which the more we develop this educational philosophy educational goals and what do we want education to look like for our family Um, the more that unit study just kind of aligned with our hearts but as we as we have been using gather around as we've actually been 
in the curriculum. And as I've been involved in different things with the curriculum, and as I've gotten to see Rebecca, who is the author, as I've gotten to see Rebecca Spooner's heart for her curriculum, her passion for God, as she just gives him all glory and all um, ownership of the curriculum that she is writing, I, we've Simeon and I both have just been so impressed with everything we've seen come out of this curriculum. So um, that's kind of how God led us to Gather Round. So what is Gather Round Homeschool? Gather Round is very different from really any other curriculum that is out there right now. It is very unit study approach with Charlotte Mason method woven into it. Um, But basically, Gather Around is this unit study model where everybody gathers around. So everybody is learning the same thing at the same time, and then they have their own individualized um, work and exercises and research beyond that initial instructional time that is age appropriate. Um, So for example, there are, I think there are 10 units for every year. So currently they have written all 10 units for year one and year two. I believe there's also four mini units that go with each year. Um, They are writing year three. So this episode releases in July. Starting in August, they will release one unit a month throughout the next school year. Um, And then they will start writing the fourth year in 2022-23 school year. I'm releasing that one month at a time. So it is a very new curriculum in the works, baby curriculum. Um, So with that comes a little bit of trial and error. You can definitely tell a difference between the very first unit study that they wrote and then the last one that came out. Um, But one thing that has been so amazing to me about Rebecca and her team is that they are open to suggestions and corrections. And as they go, they are fine-tuning this curriculum. They are changing and adapting it to be everything they can make it for what parents are looking for in educating their kids. But so you have a unit. Um, You don't have to do 10 a year. I I think 10 a year is really overshooting. Um, Most people do between six and eight a year. So it's designed that if you do a five-day school week that you would finish a unit in four weeks. If you do a four-day school week, you finish a unit in five weeks. So there are 20 lessons per unit. And oh my goodness, the units vary from space to she has one on every continent, um, just learning about the different continents. There's oceans, there's creepy crawlies, there's inventors and inventions, ancient civilizations, botany, Oh, goodness, I'm forgetting. There's there's like 20 that are out by right now. Then they have um, mini unit studies. They have one on Christmas. They have one on Easter. Um, they're working on doing U.S. history. They have a book study um, that you can go through. Coming up in year three, they're going to have dinosaurs and living off the land and national parks in America, um, medieval times, um, entrepreneurship. So different all these different unit studies. Um, and the, the idea is what you do is so in first grade, you would start with a, a unit study. Okay. So you go through all the unit studies and then so all four years. And then once you finish all of those, you're going to loop back through them. 
But it's okay that you do that. You might say, well, my kids already learned about oceans. Okay, but first of all, it's four years later, so they might have forgotten a few things. But second of all, by the time that they loop back through, they're going to be on a much higher level, a much deeper um, involvement with the topic than they were when you first started. So if you use this from first grade to 12, you're going to loop through it probably like three-ish times. So your kids are going to get really good exposure to the content. Now, it is not divided in first grade, second grade, third grade. So it's divided in pre-reader, early reader, early elementary, upper elementary, middle school, and high school. Um, So you just kind of do it based on your child's level. And there's different like assessments and different things that you can do to like perfectly place them. But you just you work through the units that way on their grade level. So what does Gather Around look like in a practical day? So there is a teacher guide, and that is what you do your reading from. So say you're studying oceans. So you're going to have a portion in a teacher book that you would gather all your students together, and you all together would read the reading for the day. Then there's going to be some questions. They'll answer kind of comprehension type things. And then you would have them divide up with their age appropriate worksheets and things that they would then do on their own. But everybody is learning the same thing. And that was one of the things that just so captured my attention with Gather Around because I I currently have a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a one-year-old. Now, Knox and Ivy are in school, but I'm thinking about one day. My kids are just so close in age, and we love it that way. We hope to keep it that way if God gives us more children in the future. Um, But I loved this picture of just having all of us together, learning the same thing, talking about the same things, um, just so engaged in in this bond, uh, I guess, of everybody learning together. You know, I, I think about... I, I almost get different snapshots of my day of like, this is what I want it to look like. And and I know, you know, this is probably the perfect model in my head and homeschool days don't go perfect. But, you know, I, I have this picture of us sitting on this and I've actually found this couch that I want. It's this almost like bed couch, but it's really, really deep. Lots of kids can pile on top of me. All of us just climbed on this big couch together as we're doing our reading for the day. We're all learning. We're all engaging. We're all talking about the amazing animals that are in the ocean together. You know, our, our homeschool room is decorated with an ocean theme and just everybody is learning about the same thing. We're talking together. We're interacting together. You know, the older helps the younger with their octopus craft or whatever. And, you know, then the older is telling the middles, hey, you know, I learned this and just this this bond, this unity that we have as we learn together. Then I get another snapshot as we're all sitting at the dinner table and daddy's there and I'm like, all right, guys, tell daddy what we learned today. And everybody is chiming in these facts that, you know, well, well today we learned about the jellyfish and, and I learned this. Well, yeah, well, this was really cool about the jellyfish. And I just see this atmosphere of all of us kind of being on the same page, passionate about the same things, and then daddy gets to join in, and it's easy for him to insert things and to be engaged and involved, even if he's not there in the day-to-day, moment-by-moment learning with us, but hey, he knows for the next four or five weeks, we're on oceans, and so we're all just 
loving everything about the ocean. And then maybe the next unit we do is space. And we're all talking about planets and astronauts. And we're going to the library and getting books together. And we're going to, you know, a museum and checking out all the cool robots and rockets. And I just, when I, when I came to the idea of this unit study and I just started picturing what it could look like for our family. I fell in love with it. I just, I thought this is what I want. Um, I, I so often pray and ask God to give us unity in our home, to give my children unity. It is not something we have attained. I don't know that it's something that we will ever fully attain. We are all fallen human beings and we are very much in the throes of little kids and there's often very much disunity. But I pray for that and I ask God to help us become more like him and to give us that unified spirit because I just I love that idea of all of us just being together, learning together, being in awe of the wonder of God's creation together. Um, and, and that's what really turned our hearts onto this idea of unit study, which Gather Around was just the perfect fit. Um, so that that's kind of how Gather Around works. Now, math is not included in Gather Around. That's really the only thing that you have to add in. There's a whole debate, is gather around enough? Do you need to add in other things? And that's just going to vary from family to family. I personally, the the more I go, the more I study, the more I feel like less is more. Um, I want my kids, and I've said this, I think you guys know this from listening to these homeschool episodes, we want them to get the best education that we can possibly provide for them. So I'm not saying... I just, I want it to be easy and only take us an hour and then check we've done school for the day. No, I'm, I'm willing to put in whatever it takes, but I also don't want to overload them, overload me to the point where nobody's really learning anything because everybody's miserable. Um, so you just have to figure out what the perfect balance is for your family, but in what I've seen of Gather Around, I really think that it is a thorough curriculum. And and if you're interested, I can send you links to videos that the author Rebecca Spooner has actually put out on Is Gather Around Enough? And you can hear from her what she thinks. Um, but so you do add in a math curriculum. We are planning on adding in Masterbooks math. I'm not sure how long we we will use that from my math curriculum research, um, we really like Masterbooks math. Um, It's very logical, very practical and applicable. Um, A lot of like story problems. So it's not just math for math's sake. It's okay, let's learn the math, but let's also make it applicable for daily life type stuff. And I like that. Like for me personally, I kind of need to process math. And like, you know, I remember the days of sitting there thinking I'm never going to use algebra again. And honestly, I I haven't. And I'm glad because I've forgotten all of it. But maybe if I would have seen it in a context of like, well, this is how you could actually use it. Maybe it would have stuck better. I don't know. Um, But at least for the first couple years where we're committed, I've actually already bought some math curriculum from Gather Round. Uh, I'm sorry, from Masterbook. So that's what we'll be using. Okay, so I said that's first grade through 12th grade. So we're using K-5 for Eden. So the the K-4 and the K-5 curriculum of Gather Round is a little bit different than the rest of the curriculum. I wanted to kind of give you a broad understanding of how the curriculum works before I backed up and told you a little bit about the K-4 and K-5. So K-4 and K-5 are actually standalones. So if you're teaching K-4, then they're welcome to participate in the older's, you know, unit studies. Um, in the pre-reader, you know, it's a lot of like coloring sheets and activity type stuff, hands-on stuff. So they can even do some of that. But if you're just wanting a curriculum, 
for your early like before reading 4k4 4k5 um gather round has its own separate curriculum for those two years so i said we use master books for eden's k4 so i have not used gather realms k4 um it's called letters and numbers i will more than likely use it for Knox. Um, i'm kind of back and forth he is catching on so much of eden's k5 that this next year he'll be three and i'm not like pressing to do school with him um, but he, he loves to sit in on our, our reading lessons and learn with us. So I'm just going to kind of keep watching him and see how much he picks up. Letters and Numbers is very introductory. Um, you can take some quizzes on the Gather Round website to see, hey, should my kids start in K4 or K5? Um, if they don't know their letter sounds, then K4 is where you start. It teaches all of the letter sounds because in K5, it it starts like right off the bat teaching them to read. Um, because I brought that up, let me, let me go down this path for just a minute. Okay, so Gather Round teaches kids to read. Okay, I I don't want to say a phonics approach because to be perfectly honest, I I was a secondary ed major and the main reason for that was I never wanted to teach a kid to read. That was just not a comfort zone of mine. Um so I don't really know like a lot about like phonics and all that. I I did a Becca personally, so I know like the phonics of a Becca. But the way Gather Round introduces reading um, in kindergarten is they should already know all their letter sounds and be able to sound things out. So once they get into kindergarten, they start learning words by word families. And so for the first two units of Gather Round K-5, we did the reading portion of the curriculum with Eden. So I, I should have said this earlier too. K-4 and K-5 consist of four units that are all nine-week segments. So for the first um, 18 weeks of K-5, we did the reading with Eden. So it was like, okay, this week we're learning the at family. So we learned bat, cat, rat, sat. Um, so we were kind of compiling word families and then it was teaching sight words. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't really working for her. It wasn't the best method that we were thinking. Um, and so Simi and I really just started kind of praying about it. Like, Lord, is do you want us to keep... I mean, she was learning and she was actually reading. Um, but we just didn't feel like it was the best approach. We were actually exposed to the spell to write to read method when we were in high... Or I'm not high school, I'm sorry. In college, um, one of our... Professors, I just I love her to death, Mrs. Evans. Um, she's very passionate about this, and I, I don't really have time to get into all of that. If you want to look into it more, you can look into it. If you want to reach out to me, um, I can try to give you kind of some direction on how to look into that. But it is very logic approach. Um, so basically, you learn the sounds um, of letters, and then from there, you you learn to code words based on those sounds and you kind of learn to read that way. I feel like I just butchered that. If you want more information on spell to write to read, reach out. Um, so anyways, we are using kind of like a version of that. My, my college professor is actually kind of tweaking that method and kind of creating a little bit of some stuff that she's doing on her own. So she's really helping me with that. But it was so incredible. Just as we were like, Lord, I'm not sure that this is how we want to teach our children how to read. After years of not speaking to this college professor, God crossed my paths with her. And it just, this topic happened to come up. And she was like, why don't you come to my office and we'll chat and see what we can do if I can help you maybe get started on using the spell to write to read. 
So that's what we're doing. Um, and I have been amazed at the difference that I've seen in Eden. So we aren't working really on any reading at all right now. And that Honestly, that's purely just because our life is really busy. But we've been taking these graphemes, which basically the graphemes are just the lowercase letter on a card. Um, and we're learning the sounds of all the letters. Um, for example, A. You might, from like phonic learning, phonics learning, um, A says ah and A says A. Um, short sound, long sound. But truly, A has three sounds, and that's A, A, A. So these graphemes are teaching us all the sounds that they have. And we're learning them by kind of like short sound, long sound. Um, and then A would be like that third sound. So we kind of learn how to decode them. But even in really honing in on these letter sounds and learning the different ones, there are certain times when we use this sound. There are certain times when we use this sound. And there's all a logical reason. You know, English is often said to be one of the hardest languages. But if you really understand why it works and how it works it's just kind of like oh well it's not as hard as we thought it was spelling is not just some haphazard we just happen to throw letters in here um there's a reason so i've just seen eden be able to um it's a little bit slower and i think it's slower because it's not this rote memorization of these word families um but she the other day she read a couple words so she's four she'll be five in november um we started kindergarten a year early with her, just long story. But anyway, she was, she hit all the readiness signs. Um, but she read magnet, uh, cactus. And there was one other word that I can't remember right now, but I was impressed that my four-year-old could read those words. How could she read them? Because she was very well-versed in the sounds and we were able to just think to spell, go right through them. So anyway, that's where we're at with reading. So totally love Gather Round. We did take a different route with reading. Um, but so K5, you know, really gets them reading quite extensively. But K5, I said it was divided into four units. So the first nine weeks, the theme was burrows and holes. The second nine weeks, the theme was at the pond. We are currently wrapping up the third unit, which is ice and snow. And then the fourth unit is on the savannah. So how does this work? How can you have this one overarching topic that stems down into all the different subjects? So obviously, I don't know exactly how it will be as we continue to move through. But right now in K-5, um, they're very science-based. So as we do like the teacher reading, it's usually very science-y. I'm currently learning about ice and snow. We kind of talked about the Arctic and the Antarctic and um, different things about that why it's so cold, how it's, you know, further from the sun, different things like that at the beginning, kind of laying a foundation. And then really the past, the last five or six weeks, we've just been studying different animals that live in the Arctic and the Antarctic. So very science-y. Um, but in this, so you have your teacher reading about something about the Arctic for this unit. Then we have, there's always three comprehension questions that we go over. And then at the bottom, there's a Bible connection. So in Burrows and Holes, we studied the Proverbs, which guys, I was blown away. I learned things about God and about Proverbs that, I mean, I've been in church all my life and I didn't know. And through her kindergarten curriculum, I'm sitting here like, this is just, God is so good. But then in the past two units at the pond and ice and snow, we've been working our way through the life of Christ. Um, so it's just, it has a scripture portion that you read 
every day, usually not super long. Um, since we've been in ice and snow, you actually have the same scripture portion every day for the week. Um, and it's written four lessons per week. Um, so four times a week, we're reading the same scripture passage and just delving into more and more of it as we go through the week. Um, but sometimes it will kind of have a tie-in to something that we learned about um, in our science reading. Then she has her worksheets. So it's usually three, maybe four worksheets a day. Um, and there's there's different aspects. So we may have one on art. And if it's art in ice and snow, um, like one time we took like a wax crayon, colored a snowflake, and then you took like a blue watercolor paint, painted over it so that you could see the white crayon snowflake. Um, but that's just kind of an example of how art ties in. So in math, um, usually in math, obviously it's numbers, so there's not a huge tie-in, but sometimes like if we're having addition and it's like, you know, three plus two to give a visual, it'll be like three penguins plus two penguins equals how many penguins? Or in her story problems, it'll be, you know three reindeer were walking through the snow and then one reindeer stopped to eat grass. How many reindeer kept walking through the snow? So it kind of has that kind of tie-in throughout. There'll be kind of a social studies aspect, different things that it pulled out. But all that to say, all the subjects are kind of interwoven into that overarching theme of whatever the unit is currently in ice and snow. Um, but one of the things that I have just loved so much about this curriculum is it so well aligns with our educational philosophy, which I said in the episode before, our educational philosophy is to create a lifestyle of learning, guiding our kids to their creator through his creation with the purpose of them discovering God's design for their life to bring him glory and praise. And I feel like this curriculum has done such an amazing job, one, of creating a lifestyle of learning. So we don't just learn during our designated school hours, but we kind of pull it in just all throughout our life. How? We try to look for different ways throughout the day that we can incorporate things that we're learning, talk about things that we're learning, um, get books or go out in the yard. You know, when we were in the unit of burrows and holes, we spent a lot of time outside digging in the dirt, looking for worms, talking about things, doing nature walks. You know, we're currently doing ice and snow in the middle of the summer, so it's a little hard to do hands-on things with that. Um, But just, we're having so much fun just being creative. Um, But just several different things that, several different times, this curriculum, really not several, many times, over and over and over, the curriculum very much ties in just opening their eyes to the amazingness of God as the creator. And I don't know exactly what denomination the author of the curriculum is, but everything that I've experienced has just been so sound, so God-centered. And if you if you watch any of her videos, if you look at her curriculum, look at her website, you cannot help but see that she is 100% committed to giving God all the glory through this curriculum. And really, we've just been amazed at seeing that. We've really never experienced that to this degree that we have in any other curriculum. Um, But, okay, I'm going to give you an example of, okay, so how does the curriculum just open your eyes? So Ice and Snow, we were learning about penguins the other day. And it brought up in the teacher reading, it asked the child, have you ever wondered why penguins are always black and white? 
And I was like, well, I hadn't really thought about that, you know, but yeah, they are black and white. You know, I just thought it's because penguins are black and white. But it went on to say how penguins are black and white, white on their bellies, because when they are swimming in the ocean and predators in the ocean water, deeper in the ocean water, look up. When they look up towards the surface, the sun's reflection on the water and the penguin's white belly makes it very hard for penguins or for predators to see the penguin swimming in the water. Their backs are black because when there are predators flying overhead or up overhead them, when they look down, the darkness of the ocean blends with the black backs of the penguins and it's harder for the predators to see the penguin. But it made the tie-in there that if God so specifically designed the penguin, it asked the child, do you think that God has a special purpose for you? If God had a purpose for the colors on the penguin, does God have a purpose for you? And I think I've shared this on a previous episode. When we were studying at the pond, we were learning about um, the microorganisms that lived in the pond. And we were learning about um, the perfect balance that is in the pond, that ecosystem, that if you remove one thing, it really throws off everything else. So we're talking about these microorganisms. And, you know, Eden was kind of like, wow, you can't even see these and they're there. And, you know, then we kind of got looking at different pictures of them. We're kind of like, these are kind of gross to think that it's just like floating around in the water. But I really, I, me as the teacher was amazed as I read about how you can't see them. You, if you think about them, it might be kind of gross to think about these microorganisms in the pond water, but they play such an important role in the ecosystem of, in the pond, in the food chain of the animals that live in the pond, in the balance that God has created in the pond. And the reason that the pond and that ecosystem is needed for us as humans and for other surrounding things. And the, again, it tied it back to into, look at this tiny micro is microorganism so small that you can't even see it. How often do you go to the pond and sit there and think, oh, what lovely microorganisms are swimming around this pond? You don't. But even something that isn't thought about or when it is, it's kind of disgusted. God had a beautiful purpose for. He had a plan for the microorganism. So again, if God has a plan for that, God has a plan for you. And and I I mean, I, I like cried through that lesson, like, oh my goodness, God has a plan for me and for my child. But those are just two examples of many, many that I could continue to say that I just feel like this curriculum has so beautifully woven together the learning and the facts and and the the nitty-gritty of trying to educate our kids with This is the whole reason as Christian parents that we are trying to educate our kids, to teach them, and it is to just reveal God to them in a greater and deeper way so that they can come to know God as their creator and and ultimately, Lord willing, as their Lord and Savior, and then to in turn say, hey, God has a purpose for everything. God has a purpose for me. And I want to give every day, every moment of every day of my life pursuing what is it that you have for me, God? I will follow. I will serve. I will obey. And I I will find what, what your plan is for my life. And in following that, I will bring you glory and praise because you are worthy of that. And um, that is our educational philosophy. And that is how it ties into Gather Round Homeschool curriculum. And, and so I, I just, I've really been blown away as we have 
spent so much time and sometimes frustration in homeschooling curriculum. And as we have just really been mulling over this whole idea of homeschooling and seeking guidance from the Lord, I've kind of, I I don't know, do you ever pray? And then sometimes you think like, I'm going to ask God for this, but I'm not really expecting an answer from him. And then you get an answer and you maybe discredit that God specifically met your need where you were and answered for you. I I know there's sometimes where I I ask God for things thinking like, I don't know if he's going to answer this or not. And then it gets answered and I think, well, circumstances just aligned perfectly or, oh, it did work out when really I should say, thank you, God. You answered my very specific prayer. You cared about something that I honestly didn't even know if you cared about. But he's our father. He cares about everything that we care about. And this homeschool curriculum thing is one where when I first started asking God, guide my heart, guide my thoughts, lead me to the curriculum that you have for our family, for my child's education, I didn't expect much of an answer, to be perfectly honest. I I mean, I, I kind of thought, like, what does God care? He's got bigger and better things to do. But as God worked in my heart, worked in Zim's heart, as we really just talked about this and poured out our hearts to God, I realized it is a big deal. And and it's not a, a big deal and like you need to get overwhelmed and like, oh, if you pick a curriculum and you get to the end of the year and you're like, well, we didn't really like that. That didn't work for our family. Oh, no, we've wasted a whole year. No, God's in the stops. He's in the starts. He guides. And sometimes you got to have those stepping stones. And, and I don't think curriculum is something that we need to just get so overwhelmed with and so obsessed with picking the perfect curriculum for our family be so um just overwhelmed with that decision and especially as a homeschooling mom I think we just need to trust God and we need to follow on the light that he gives us. And and this is what God's done in our life. As we followed on that light, it has led us together on homeschool and we could not be more thankful. Just it, it's been a blessing to our family. It has taught Eden so much. It has taught me so much. It's taught Simeon a lot. Um, Knox loves to join in and, and I'm always I shouldn't say I'm I'm shocked, but I, I am surprised at how much he picks up. Okay, for example, just just for example, because I'm I'm proud of my little boy. So he's he'll be three at the end of August. Um, but part of Eden's math that we were learning about here, this is, was actually weeks ago. But we were learning about 3D shapes, which Knox knows all of his like flat shapes. Um, but. I've never talked to him about 3D shapes, but I talked to Eden and he likes to sit with us when I'm working with her and, you know, he'll color, play Play-Doh and listen. Um, but, you know, we talked about cylinders and cones and rectangular prisms, but we were at the library the other day and I asked him to go hit the button on the wall to open the door. So it was like the handicap button and it, it was a rectangle that stuck out like three dimensional. And so he hits it and he was like, hey, mommy, that's a rectangular prism. And I was like, what? My almost three-year-old like recognized rectangular prisms I was like oh it was just a little glimpse that it was like he's even catching on too he's learning too kids are so smart I I think we don't give them credit for how much they're able to learn um but he is super smart And, and I I mentioned in the last episode I'm kind of jumping all over the place but I do want to mention here so I know I said that Eden is four and that we're doing kindergarten right now and then I talk about Knox kind of joining in The gather round model, the model, the educational model that we want for our home is not a super, basically it's not Christian school 
or public school at home. Um, if, if you want that, if that's where God leads you, good. And, and that's what Simeon and I did. And we got a great education. We're thankful for what we learned. Um, it was Christian school at home, but that's not what we wanted for our family. So right now, even though I have a teacher reading that I do with them, it's very fun. It's very engaging. It's almost like sitting down and reading a fun book. It's not like drudgery. Oh, we have to listen to this. No, they love it. Even the worksheets. Eden just loves worksheets. I mean, she just... It's her thing. Um, But even those are not super time consuming and, you know, super laborious and she's just getting burned out. Our gather around kindergarten day takes us maybe two hours, maybe two hours. We usually do our reading portion at breakfast with daddy. So I read science portion. We do the three questions together while all of us are there. And then usually daddy actually reads the scripture passage for our Bible connection. And then I'll read the paragraph that's in the book. That takes us, I don't know, probably 30 minutes because we eat breakfast too. So, and then the worksheets, if I sit down and kind of do it all in one chunk, I don't know, maybe an hour. So maybe an hour and a half. Usually I'll do like two in the morning. Then maybe we'll do one or two in the afternoon when the other two are sleeping, um, taking naps. But it, it really, it's, it's not like, it's not like I, my homeschool experience where I sat in front of a screen and watch DVDs for eight hours a day. Um, we just, we didn't want that for our kids. We wanted very hands-on learning, very, um, engaging learning, very in interactive to where it just kind of just flowed into our lifestyle. Um, and, and one thing that I love about that is I don't feel like it has compromised the content of what she is learning. Honestly, some of the stuff that she knows and has learned, I'm like, I didn't, I've heard some of it. I'm like, I never knew that. Other things I'm like, man, I didn't learn that until like way later grades. But it also opens up the opportunity for us to do a lot of read alouds or spend extra time in our morning basket learning hymns, doing scripture memory. It gives us more opportunities to get outside and, and get in nature, do nature walks and play. Um, so it just, it it gives us freedom to learn in other aspects of life and to incorporate what we learned in our like instructional school time through other areas of life. Um, so I just kind of wanted to throw that in there and talking about kindergarten and all this homeschooling and then you think, well, her, her daughter's not even five yet. I wanted to kind of give you a glimpse of what our homeschool day looks like because I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want my five-year-old sitting there for hours a day just in textbooks and workbooks. And it's I, they just need to play. They need to run and have fun and learn through their hands and their ears and their eyes. And um, just, just enjoy. Enjoy all that God has created for them while they're little and they have the freedom to do so. But that's just a little bit about Gather Around Homeschool. I will link the website Um down in the show notes section if you want to do any more research. On their website, they actually have two, I believe, um, two different of their main units that you can download free samples. So you download the teacher guide, you get all of the different um, age levels, so whatever age levels for you, you can print it off, and you can try, and I believe it's two weeks worth of school content. So you can give it a try. See if it's something that works for your family. There's also um, samples that you can get of the K-5 
I believe, of the K4, but in all of the units, you can go on there and see a really good PDF preview of the scope and sequence, the table of contents, um, the teacher guide pages that you read from. Um, in the kindergarten and the preschool, you can see um, the student work pages in the actual like first through 12th grade unit study contents. You can see samples from the workbooks of all the different levels. So it's, it's just, it's really thorough um, on there. Lots of different things to look at. But we love Gather Around Homeschool. It's been such a blessing for our family. We, as I said, we're wrapping up the third nine-week unit study for kindergarten. We're about to move on to On the Savannah, and we'll be learning all about animals that live in the African Savannah. We're super excited about that, and then we will wrap up our kindergarten year. So just a little snapshot. I know many people have asked me, what do you use for homeschooling? Do you like it? What do you think about it? Gather Around is such a new curriculum. Um, that a lot of people kind of have questions about it. Um, it's just, it, it's been great. We love it. Also, on Facebook, there is a Gather Around Homeschool group. If you have any questions, that's a really great group to get in, whether you actually ask your questions or if you just kind of sift through. Lots of super good content and just a good exposure to what is kind of the Gather Around Homeschool lifestyle. Um, so anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed talking about it. I always love talking about Gather Around because it has just been such an answer to prayer for our family. Um, but thanks for joining me. This wraps up the third episode in this week on homeschool content. If you stuck with me for all three, way to go. I know it was a lot. Um, hopefully you found something helpful. Next week, we'll get back to our normal schedule of one a week into varying different content. But I really just wanted to squeeze in some in this week talking about homeschooling as we're looking ahead to the fall and thinking about what we're going to do for education for our kids. So make it a matter of prayer. God answers prayer. Follow him. Seek him. Be in unity with your husband as you both seek together what he wants for your family as you seek to glorify God in your homeschooling with your kids and have fun. School can be fun. Learning, I I, I personally believe, I, I gotta wrap this up. I'm just gonna ramble. Learning was intended to be fun. God created us with inquisitive minds, curious minds, wanting to know how things work and why things work. He created creation to give testimony to him, which means he wanted us to explore it and discover it and interact with it. It has been the joy of my life, homeschooling Eden, learning together experiencing God's creation, seeing him reveal himself to us through his creation. And I just, I can't, I look forward to the future as we add more little ones into our homeschooling journey. Is it always easy? No. Is it stressful sometimes? Yes. Are there days where I'm like, I just want to put her on a school bus sometimes, but you know, overall, I'm so thankful that this is how God has led our family. I'm 100% committed. I am excited. I think it is going to be such an amazing journey as we learn and grow together. And I just, I love it. I, I'm passionate about it. And I think that it is just a wonderful opportunity that parents have to come alongside their kids, to learn with them, to guide them to God, and to just come to know all that he has for us as we see that everything in this world was created not only by him, but also for him, for his pleasure and for his glory.
So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to joining you back next week. Just wanted to give a quick reminder about the giveaway that we have going on this month. So to celebrate six months of the No Higher Calling podcast, I am doing a giveaway for a $25 Amazon gift card. The way you can earn entries to that is by sharing on social media. If you go over to my Instagram page at no higher calling underscore, you will find a post that has all the details of how you can enter on Instagram. Um, on Facebook, it's just sharing and tagging me. Make sure you tag me in that. If we are not friends, send me a friend request and please send me a message saying who you are, that you listen to my podcast. That'll help me sift through the many friend requests that I have, what's real and what's not. But it's just sharing, getting the word out there. Um, anytime you share about the No Higher Calling podcast, whether it's a current episode, past episode, your favorite episode, tag me. And for everyone that I see, you get an entry into the giveaway for the Amazon gift card. So I hope you guys have so much fun with this. I just want to share what God is doing in my heart and hearts of many other moms as I have them on this podcast with as many mamas as I can to just watch in wonder and amazement as we see God transform hearts and homes as we get the truth in the hearts of us as women, as wives and mothers, and as we let him conform us to the image of Christ. So I I hope you have fun with this giveaway. Get involved, share, tag me. We will have this running the whole month of July. Um, We'll close it down July 31st and announce the winner in the first podcast episode in August. So we look forward to celebrating six months of the No Higher Calling podcast and one of you as our winner. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.